to the Casting Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Hadessa Rue. Our mission is to be a bright, shining light in the darkness of the world today so that our light will lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ with the hopes that the lost will accept his offer of salvation, that they might be saved. I will be sharing pearls of wisdom that I've learned from Jesus through the Holy Spirit and my trials and tribulations from my testimonies. Please subscribe if you enjoy the Casting Pearls podcast and enjoy. making some avocado toast with a fried egg on it. You want some? That sounds nasty. I don't want that. Can you just make me an egg sandwich? I just really want an egg sandwich. No, this is what I've decided to make and what I'm prepared to make. Plus, it's going to be really quick, easy, and won't hardly make a mess. Unlike the egg sandwich, which takes a bit longer and is messier. not know what she's missing. This is going to be so good. Mm. My stomach is growling right now. Oh my goodness. Forget it. Oh my goodness. You sure you don't want any? I'm almost done. Mommy, I'm sorry. Okay, I want to try it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I just know it. Here you go. I told you it was going to be good. I told you that you'd like it. Aren't you glad you tried it? Like it? I love it. Yes, I'm so glad I tried it. Can I have another one? You know, every single time you think you're not going to like something new that I end up making just for myself, you end up loving it. You said that you've been wanting me to make new things. Why don't you just trust me when I try something new? Yes, I do. And I'm going to try better next time. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Are You Casting Pearls podcast. I know that we've been MIA for a little while because the Lord Jesus Christ has been working on me and with me about some things. Uh, But we are back and... Hopefully you enjoyed that episode, that second episode of Parables. This episode is based off the salt life, tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. I also have a blog post based off this Parables episode called Salt Life, Taste and See That the Lord is Good. And the question that I pose is, have you ever tasted bland food? I'm talking no seasonings whatsoever. Or if their seasonings is so light you can't taste anything at all. What about fried chicken and spaghetti without herbs, French bread with no butter or garlic, or worse, potato salad missing a necessary ingredient like salt? Have you ever wondered what our life would be like, what our family meals would be like if there were no salt, no herbs, or any type of seasoning? Sure, there is the dominant taste of the chicken, the oh-so-bland chicken by itself. Tomato is a primary flavor of spaghetti, though some consider adding onion and green pepper, which are vital ingredients indeed, especially to this dish, in my opinion. Even potato salad has onion. Onion and green pepper will certainly make dishes extra tasty without the need for salt or herbs. But, Consider how much more savory, enhanced, lively, and vibrant meals are when they're sprinkled with salt and seasonings. 
the problem with meals devoid of salt or herbs is when you become used to eating bland food, particularly if you've eaten bland food your entire life, it's all your taste buds are familiar with. You won't ever realize there's something lacking in your life, nor will you realize that you could be experiencing a much more appetizing meal. However, if your bored tongue gets an opportunity to taste salt or herbs in your meals, your taste buds will dance with delight at the new enriching flavors. Your tongue will likely never desire to go back to that old bland taste. I know mine wouldn't. So this episode of Parables is based off of a recipe I just tried with my daughter just recently. I attempted a new simple breakfast. It was toasted avocado and pepper jack cheese with a dollop of mild salsa. Of course, I originally obtained the recipe idea from various YouTube food channels because that's what I love YouTube. I'm always on YouTube. But I decided to make the recipe my own by adding the garlic, the pepper jack cheese, and the mild salsa. See, Jesus has taught me the delicate art of incorporating salt and herbs to my meals. So I just knew this was going to be delicious. And I had informed my 13 year old that I was making um, breakfast and what I was making for breakfast. And she immediately protested and was completely against it. She curled her upper lip and scrunched her nose. And she tends to be like that at times when she really doesn't want to do something or eat something. She was so upset that her reaction was to walk away frustrated. But I knew as I was concocting my imagination into life and toasting the bread with butter and garlic, I could just envision the aroma wafting up the stairs into my daughter's nostrils. I knew she was hungry and pretty much hangry for a 13-year-old. I knew she was gonna come back downstairs and next thing you know, I could hear footsteps tromping down the steps and I just, my lips curled into a smile and I knew, I knew she was going to love it. Once the garlic bread was toasted, the butter and the pepper jack cheese melted, I slathered the toast with the pre-made guacamole, which has salt in it. Then I added a couple of dollops of salsa on top of the guacamole, which also included salt. And that's when I presented that to my daughter with that fragrant avocado toast. And I placed it at the dining room table right in front of her. And I just waited and I silently observed her reaction. And oh my goodness, when she took her first bite, her eyes lit up like I've not seen in a while. She said, I love it. This is so bomb. Yes, I'm so glad I tried it. And can I have another one, and another one, and another one? So I ended up making her three more. That's right, three more avocado toasts that she didn't even want to try, that she didn't really even want. So the point that the Lord and I are trying to make here is that God created all the wonderful herbs, the trees, the fruit and vegetables, have you ever deliberated in your mind what the Lord of the entire universe must be like to have created such magnificence? I have quite often. And I've discovered that the Most High God is full of life because He is life. He is full of salty flavor because He is the one who produced the salt. And everywhere I set my eyes, I see His fingerprint in the life of His creation. I see the flavor of Jesus not only in salt and seasonings, but also in the rich colors of all the universe and the diverseness of his favorite creation, humans. So in my opinion, our lives without the Lord are just like meals missing the essential ingredients of, of salt or herbs. The Most High said in Matthew 5 verses 13 through 16, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill 
cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Without him, we too are bland like those bland meals. Without Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, our life is tasteless, flavorless, lifeless. And who wants a tasteless, flavorless, lifeless life? And whoever said living life with and for God is boring, they lied. We are not meant to live a flavorless life. We are not meant to be flavorless at all. According to Matthew 5, 13 through 16, the Lord compares us not only to salt, but to light as well. Food is blah without salt and seasoning. Who can see without light? The Most High created us to be a reflection of Him. He is brimming with flavor, and He is the light of the world. He designed us to be the same because we were created in His image. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. And He declared this in Genesis 1 uh, verse 27. And John 10, 10 states, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But our Lord Jesus Christ has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Therefore, I say live because our father and his son stipulated living life abundantly first. And I say add flavor to your food, add salt and herbs. Lace your life with Jesus's flavor. Sprinkle yourself with God's salt every chance you get. Let your light so shine for Jesus. Don't let anyone put your light under a bushel. Get the most out of all that God has offered us. And it should go without saying within moderation and without sinning in this lifetime. Ever consider living life without salt or herbs? Personally, I could never live without salt and seasonings in my life. Have you ever considered living life without the Lord? I ignorantly did that the first half of my life, and you would not believe all the trouble, all the trials and tribulations I found myself in. Now I will never in life live my life without the Most High God again, without my Jesus Christ again, without the Holy Spirit again. What about eternity? Can you picture spending eternity without him? There's only one hot oven I want to see, and that's my stove when I'm cooking. So now we're going to go ahead and do another Bible study, and this is going to be based off of Luke chapter 18 verse 1 but before doing so we are going to say a prayer to the Lord Father God Lord Jesus Christ we ask that as we read your word that you would give us spiritual understanding of what it is we're reading help us to understand what you're trying to convey about yourself and what you may be trying to convey about us or both and as you give us spiritual understanding we pray that you would give us the wisdom and the knowledge to learn how to apply the things that you're teaching us through your word to our lives. Help us to apply what you're teaching us in this study and every single study to our lives so that we can be a better and more accurate representation of you and not so much fleshly. Oh, just to basically kill our flesh so that we can be more like you which is definitely a lot easier said than done so we also pray for your strength to be able to deny and destroy and kill the flesh so there will be more of you and a whole lot less of us and definitely a whole lot less of this flesh lord jesus 
And we seal this prayer in your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So in this study of Luke chapter 18, verse 1, I did the verse mapping. That's a method of Bible study that I've learned through the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I really enjoy doing it. It could take a little time to do it, but I have come to enjoy studying the Bible in these methods that the Holy Spirit has led me to learn how to do. So with verse mapping, you have a section where you write out the scripture. So we wrote out the scripture and it says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And this is fast become one of my favorite scriptures because God has really taught me, has really been teaching me about prayer and the importance of prayer and why he does not want us to cease praying. He literally has shown me exactly why he does not want us to cease from praying and, and to not faint. I am guilty though. Sometimes I do kind of get faint and I get tired and I have to rest and I'll just have to back up a little bit because I can sometimes become a bit overwhelmed. So, but that that's what this this particular chapter and verse is about. So then, after we write out the scripture, we then map out the scripture. And one of the things that I learned is that we highlight what stands out, which I did. I, I highlighted some things that stand out, which I'm going to discuss here in a moment. And then we box the context. I like to write the scripture before the actual main verse that I'm working on and the scripture after the main verse that I'm working on. And then it says circle the words to define and then we wavy underline cross references. I mean, you don't have to wavy underline it, but you write out your cross cross references and make commentary notes. And I also like to watch video commentaries and make notes. I like to use about three to five commentaries on both written commentaries and on video commentaries. So with that being said, I looked at Luke chapter 17, verse 37, which says, And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. That doesn't really have a lot to do with our actual verse that we're looking at here, but that was the, the verse and chapter before the main verse that I'm looking at. Then I looked at the chapter and verse after the main one, which would be Luke 18, chapter 2. And let's pull that up here. And it says, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And the text that I highlighted, I highlighted fake parable to this end ought always pray faint and the context before or the, should I say the context before those verses that I highlighted or circled was and he unto them that men and not to so I highlighted the words that stood out to me the most and then the context before that. So I looked up spake and the synonym for spake is tell. And the actual definition of spake is of speak, merely obsolete, generally refers to an individual expression or speech respectively as bid boast call describe give out name put forth say saying on 
shall speak tell others. And then the next definition is parable. And the synonym I found for parable is lesson. Parable is, the definition for parable is a placing beside. It's like a, com a comparison to throw forward or against, to compare to or against, to represent by fiction or fable. And the next definition was to this end. And the synonym for to this end is therefore. And the actual definition is in order to achieve a particular aim, to achieve the previously specified goal as a way of dealing with or doing something. And the next definition I looked up was ought. And the synonym for ought is should. So, ought's definition is to be held or bound in duty or moral obligation. To be necessary, to be hooved, to be fit or expedient in a moral view as a participle owed, then indebted to. And the next definition was always, and the synonym for always is constantly. And the actual definition for always is every, when, for example, at all times, ever or evermore. And the next definition I looked up was pray. And the synonym for pray is petition. And the actual definition of pray is to ask with earnestness or zeal, to entreat, to supplicate, to petition, to ask, to worship, to address the Supreme Being with solemnity and reverence, with adoration, confession of sin, supplication for mercy, and thanksgiving for blessings received, to supplicate, to entreat, to urge, in worship, to supplicate, to implore, to ask with reverence and humility. And I usually end up uh, circling, is what I'm trying to say, the words that come up the most. So to ask came up a lot, to supplicate or to petition. Those came up a lot. And then the next word that stood out was faint. And the synonym for faint is weak. And the actual definition is having little physical strength, feeble, infirm, not healthy, not able to bear a great weight, not strong, not compact, easily broken, soft, pliant, not stiff. And so those are the definitions that I, I looked up that stood out for me in this particular scripture. The cross references that came up are Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. In Romans 12, 12, which is rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And then there was rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And then there was Ephesians 6, 18. And you can look that up as you have time to. The commentary notes, I have Matthew Henry's commentary notes. And he says, basically, what he deems this scripture to mean is all God's people are praying people. Here, earnest steadiness in prayer for spiritual mercies is taught. And the video commentaries I came across was from the East End Church of Christ on YouTube. And the title of their, their particular sermon was what is the parable of the unjust judge? Because that's basically what this is referring to. Luke 1, I'm sorry, Luke 18 through 1, 8. And 
it's talking about the unjust judge. What happened was the lady had an incident happen to her. It was unjust and unfair in her eyesight. So what she did was she kept going to the judge over and over and over and over again and asking him to avenge her of her enemies that were unjust towards her. And so the Lord Jesus Christ here is saying that he wants us to be like persistent like this woman and keep praying. He wants us to keep praying just like this woman did to be persistent and keep praying. And according to the East End Church of Christ, the, what they got out of this, what, what their points are, is that we should persist in prayer to see if God won't change his mind. He may not change his mind, but then he may. And then another point that they made is why did Jesus tell the disciples to persist in prayer, to develop their faith? Well, I have come to learn through the spiritual warfare that I faced is that when you when you don't do not persist in prayer and you stop or you cease for a little while then that's like basically giving the enemy a foot in an edge in to come in and start trying to wreak wreak, wreak more havoc in your in your life when you keep on praying it kind of is like a barrier it kind of holds him back and he can't attack you like he was attacking you before when you keep persisting in prayer. Not only that, most importantly, more importantly than that, is that God hears your prayers. Jesus hears your prayers. And they actually, as long as it's within their will, as long as it's within God's will, whatever we're requesting for, he will answer our prayers and usually in the affirmative in the yes but we have to keep pr praying persistently because like what daniel had to go through when he was praying for 21 days if he had stopped then maybe the angels would not have been able to come and give him the answer to his his prayer but he, he kept going and while he kept going he was still receiving opposition in the spiritual realm and i have seen with my own spiritual eyes god jesus himself showed me how effective my prayer is has been and is though at times i do get tired and i have been one of those who have stopped and every single time i stop here comes the enemy trying to come and intimidate me in some form or fashion or trying to stop me in some type of way but when i pick up again where i left even if you just pray one time in a daytime to get you through if you're tired. Sometimes I have to just pray one time and that's all I have in me is just one prayer in that day. And it might and that prayer might just be, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. I repent of my sins. I intercede on behalf of my children and my family members and I ask you to forgive them for their sins. I stand in the gap and I repent on behalf of my, my children and my family members for any sins they may have committed against you, something to that effect. And that might be all the energy I have for that day to praise. But once I start developing that energy again, or the enemy does something to make me angry, or God shows me something that the enemy is trying to do, I get upset. And then I start going back hard again and getting back hard, going back hard in my prayer life. And that really, literally, your prayers and when you use the when you pray the word of god especially not just random prayers because i used to pray all kind of random prayers and i didn't see anything really happening but until i started sitting down and letting god speak to me and really just spending time with him he started showing me that when and, and leading me across people who knew how to pray the word of god back to him and when I started learning that, oh my goodness, then things really started to heat up in the spiritual realm. And God was showing me the things that were happening. I can't really discuss on here without his permission. But he was showing me the things that were happening when I prayed consistently 
every single day. Like I said, you may not be able to. Sometimes I would try to pray three times a day, twice a day. But sometimes I even try to go even harder than that. But like I said, it, it can it can take quite a bit out of you. And sometimes all I have is that that one prayer. And 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 that will you know, that will definitely have him forgiving you for your sins he will definitely do that because he's faithful and just to do so like his word says he is not a man that he should lie he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins when we repent and ask for forgiveness but we must be persistent because it's like a chain it's like how do i explain it it's like a chain a continuous chain and if you stop the chain, then it, it just it stops. If you break the chain, it stops. It does not keep going. But if you take another chain link and link another one on there and you keep on linking more chains, more more prayers and more chains and more chains, it's going to get longer and longer and longer and longer. And it's going to reach heaven. It's going to reach heaven. So that may not necessarily be a good analogy, but... I do know that it is very, it's not just the fact that God wants us to be persistent and to um, develop our faith. That's part of it. But it's an actual spiritual warfare tactic that when you stop it, it tends to allow the enemy to start coming back in to try to wreak more havoc. But if you continue, if, if you continuously keep going and keep going and keep going, it's like a barrier. It's like God jesus uses it as a barrier to block the enemy it's like you're blocking the enemy right and left when when you're praying praying so then i came across daily reflection with anil aran hall now let me just say this disclaimer i don't listen to everybody on youtube i don't trust everybody anywhere i don't trust every single pastor i don't trust really anyone but god jesus christ and the holy spirit themselves however i will listen to some people and give them give them an opportunity to just hear out what they have to say and if what they're saying lines up with the word of god then i'll take heed to it if it doesn't line up with the word of god or it's like missing something because you know the the enemy is the father of lies and he will take one little bit of truth and completely twisted the rest of it might be true but he'll take one portion of the truth and twist it and it'll become a whole bold-faced lie even though there's partial truth there so you, i i have learned that it, i must really be careful and we all must really be careful who we listen to because it, it'll seem innocent one it, sometimes the enemy will make it seem like it's just one innocent little difference compared to what uh the bible says compared to what the bible says but one little one little bit of mishap and you know it's not the actual whole complete truth so i mean it's, i'm not talking about people who just make mistakes because they're prayer paraphrasing the bible i'm talking about people who actually twist the word of god and completely give it a new meaning like I don't even listen, I don't even read other translations anymore because to me, some of the translations completely twist the word of God. So I stick with the King James Version. Sometimes I might do a little new King James Version. Every now and then I'll do the NIV, New International uh, Version. So as I was saying, I came across Daily Reflection with Anil Aranhal, A-R-A-N-H-A-L, A-R-A-N-H-A-L, and they published their rendition or their, their sermon of this particular verse on November 17, 2018, and their points that they made, or should I say, uh, the person's points that they made was that the woman who came to the judge, she had no chance of winning. She had no chance of winning. It's like her enemy had gotten away with, with whatever she had 
he or she had done to her. They basically was getting away with it thus far. But because that woman persisted in going to the judge, uh, no, that didn't last very long. And so they, Anil says that she had no chance of winning, but she is a fighter. That woman was a fighter and she did not give up. And God wants us to be fighters. As a matter of fact, anyone who professes to be a Christian is automatically a fighter, even if you're not good at it. Because I was not good at spiritual warfare at all. I've gotten a lot better according to what God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit have shown me. But I was horrible at it. I was just absolutely horrible. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to pray. I definitely didn't know how to pray scripture back to the Lord. And he just really worked on me and taught me how, he trained me, basically. He trained me and taught me how to be a spiritual warrior for him. And so she was a fighter and he wants us to be fighters by not giving up in prayer, but keep going because prayer is one of our weapons. And um, if she goes down, if she was about to go down, she wasn't going to go down without a fight. And that's another thing that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit want us to be. They want us to be people who do not go down without a fight. As a matter of fact, we may go down, but we don't stay down. We get back up. We might, we might fall down, but we get back up. We don't stay, stay down. The only way we can stay down is if we mess up so bad that we forget to repent or God just says it's time to go or, you know, things of that, that nature. But we, we should be continuing to fight. If you are fighting for justice, do not give in to, to discouragement, disillusionment or disappointment. Fight. God is on our side. May he bless us. May he bless us when we fight. And this is what, um, this is what Anil Arnhal, that was, that was that person's particular stance on Luke chapter 18, verse one. So then I went on to watch one kids on YouTube about the persistent widow. That's what she was. She was a widow and their, their particular their particular points here is that we we should keep praying even when we feel like nothing is happening and god is listening and he will answer us because of his great love for us he will answer us he has proven to me that he will answer and the answer doesn't always look the way we think it will and that was their particular that was one kid's particular points that they made about this. And I believe it was really good points. Now, Rock Valley Christian Church, the, the title of their particular YouTube video is Pray and Not Lose Hope. Pray and Not Lose Hope. And the point that I wanted to point out from this particular uh, Christian church is that we should keep coming to God and not lose hope and not lose heart. No matter what it looks like, no matter how bad things get, no matter how beat up you feel, no matter how tired you are, we have to keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. Like I said, even if you do get tired and you only get the chance to pray one time in a day, I, I have done that, I, I do that sometimes. So to summarize, and he told a lesson unto them, therefore, that men should constantly petition and not to become weak. I paraphrased it and summarized, summarized it. So how do we go about applying this particular scripture to our lives? Well, number one, we, we should start praying about everything. He told us that every man ought to pray without ceasing. And pray for about all things. 
any and all things, even if it seems silly. There's things I pray for that I'm just like, it seems so silly that I should even be asking God for something like this. But like I run out of things to pray for and I start just praying about every little thing. Lord, I pray that you would, you know, get, provide us food. That's not really a little thing. That's really kind of a big thing. But I even pray that sometimes I pray about the son, you know, I'll talk to him because prayer is nothing more than it's not nothing more. It's, it's a spiritual weapon, but it's not as it's not as hard as we make it out to be. Sometimes it's really a conversation with the Lord. It's our one sided conversation with the Lord where we talk to him and. We don't always ask him about things. Sometimes we just have general conversation, at least for me. Sometimes I'll just have general conversation with the Lord. And he hears me. And if you sit there long enough and wait for him to talk to you return in return, he will answer you right then and there and start having a conversation back with you, whether it be in dreams or visions or some part of the scripture or just um, words that he speaks to you in, in your spirit or or things like that. He he does things like that, but you gotta you gotta sit there with him. And so we must start praying about everything, no matter how minute or how big. Start praying daily and multiple times per day. Another thing we can do is we can stop letting things or people keep us from praying to God. Even my mistakes or sins, or should I say even our mistakes or sins should not stop us from praying to God. And I'm guilty of this because sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I just feel like I'm, I'm not living up to God's standards. I'm not up to par with the type of person he wants me to be, the type of person I, I want to be for him, or should I say the, the person he wants me to be that he's giving me glimpses of, I just don't feel up to par. And that's really just condemnation from, from the enemy, or sometimes just guilt and condemnation we put on ourselves because that's like a form of um, in, insecurity that we should not be feeling because we should be having placing our confidence in, in God and what he wants to do in us. But we have to stop letting our own sins and mistakes keep us from praying to him. I have learned that once I repent and I ask for forgiveness, he's not even thinking about our sin anymore. That's what I've learned. And sometimes it's hard to believe because sometimes he'll still correct us on whatever sin we did, but he's really not thinking about it. He's not holding it against us. He's not, <clears throat> because he doesn't hold it against us. The Holy Spirit doesn't hold it against us. The Holy Spirit convicts us, but it's the enemy that condemns us and tries to make us feel bad or sometimes ourselves, but I really believe it's the, the enemy who does that. So don't feel guilty when you mess up. Just simply repent and ask for forgiveness, get up off the ground, dust your knees off, dust yourself off, whatever it is you need to dust off, just dust it off after you've repented and asked for forgiveness and get up and keep moving. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit have themselves, they taught me that themselves. Another thing we can do is to pray to the Lord for the fortitude to keep coming to him in prayer to be persistent, even when things look or are horrible and in shambles, and even when it looks like nothing is happening, and even when it looks like we're completely losing or have already lost, we, we pray. We pray for strength to not give up, to not give in, and not lose heart, hope, or get weak, even though we are weak compared to God. We are very weak compared to him, but his strength is made perfect in our weakness, according to his word. So it's okay for us to be weak. It's okay for us to feel weak at times, 
we're we're made strong in him because of his strength so we just we must keep going and so another another way we can apply this particular scripture to our lives is just to talk talk to our children or those who we are assigned to preach to or intercede on behalf or just go in and have a conversation about God with. We are to talk to, uh, I put it here to talk to my children about praying for everything and anything at all times, no matter what, and never and to never give up or grow weak or lose hope or lose heart. Another thing that we can do here to apply this to our lives is to think about all the times the Lord has answered my prayers or our prayers before and never forget, never forget what he's already done for us before. Because I, I do, I try not to go back to the past, but sometimes I got to think about how he's helped me before and how he's never disappointed me in, in anything. He's always been there to help me out, even when I was messed up. Or, or did something messed up and sinful. Another, another thing that we can do to apply this to our lives is to praise. So we praise the Lord for all the times he's answered our prayers before. That through Jesus Christ, we can come to Jesus to talk to him. So we thank him and we thank Jesus Christ that because of Jesus Christ, we're able to come to our Father God through Jesus Christ to ask for whatever it is we have need of. And that's a wonderful thing. So with verse mapping, we can start to do something. We can stop doing something. We can pray. We can talk. We can think about uh, something and we can praise. So right now, I would like to say a prayer for us in this short Bible study that we did. And you can either repeat it after me or you can just come into agreement with me. Messiah, I come to you with praise and worship. I honor you and I am learning to love you more and more each day. I thank you, my Lord, for all the times you have answered my prayers. I thank you that through you, we can come confident and boldly to the throne of grace. I thank you for even taking the time to hear my prayers. I ask you for, for I ask you to forgive me for all the times that I have stopped praying or put praying to you on the back burner or for the or or for fainting or bringing you weak prayers. I repent of not praying constantly and consistently and for fainting or losing heart or hope in praying because I may not have received a response right away. I pray for your help to start praying about everything, no matter how minute it may be or how big it may be, to start praying daily and multiple times per day. I pray for your help to stop letting the, situ the things, the situations, and people keep me from praying to you even and especially my mistakes and sins. I pray for the fortitude to keep coming to you in prayer, even when things look or are horrible and in shambles, and even when it looks like nothing is happening. I pray for the strength to not give up, to not give in, and to not lose heart, hope, or get weak. I pray for you to please give me the right and correct words to teach my children and those you lead me to or about the importance of praying for everything and anything at all times no matter what and to never give up on you or prayer to you or grow weary or lose hope or lose heart help me to always remember all the times you answered my prayers before in jesus christ's name i seal this prayer Amen. And when I say prayers, I will find a prayer from anywhere as long as it aligns with the word of God. It's a, and it's praying like the, the word back to God 
or something to that effect. But I will say a prayer from YouTube, from someone's website that's a Christian, or I will uh, have learned, as I said previously, to pray the word back to God, and I will write out a prayer based off of a, a scripture like this scripture. I just we just pray the word back to God. But sometimes, or not sometimes, but every single time I come across, uh, across a prayer that I want to pray, whether it be a prayer that I made up or not, I will put my name, I will personalize it and put my name in it. And that's one another way that I've learned to pray the scripture back to God is to personal, personalize it and put my name in it or my children's name in it or say I or me. So when you hear me say this prayer, instead of you saying, you know, amen, and leaving it at that, you can say, I, Joey, or I, Jasmine, or what have you, and I, Jasmine, or, you know, just personalize it for you, and, and when you come into agreement with me, when two or more are gathered together, there he'll be in the midst of us, and, you know, he will definitely hear the prayers of two or more people. He hears the prayers of individual people. Believe me, he does because he hears my prayers. But he really, it's just, it's, it's strength in numbers. It's something about people coming to in, in agreement. There's, there's strength in numbers. So just personalize your prayers and pray the word of God back to him. So you can just completely say the same prayer that I just said. And next time, next time I say a prayer, I'll definitely make it more personal and say something like, not personal, but make it all encompassing to where I can say something like, we, like, we pray for your help to start praying about everything, no matter how minute it may be, etc. basically like that. So that's how I'm going to start to pray in the future instead of making it all about me so when i did this bible study it was just a personal bible study for myself and i pray that prayer for myself and that's how i personalized it and you can do the same but in the future when i'm doing the podcast i will say we instead of i but that is the end of our bible study for luke chapter 18 verse 1 i hope you enjoyed it and I am going to go ahead and sign off and I will talk to you. I will see you all. Well, I won't see you, but you will hear me all the next time I do another podcast. And hopefully you will be there to listen and actually subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. You can subscribe either on YouTube or on any of the major podcasting platforms, you can subscribe and you can also leave me a review. Thank you. God bless you and have a great day or weekend.